Welcome to the community of the redeemed. Here is another episode of Core Sermon. This time by a pastor Paulson. We are just going to focus on the scripture today. And the passage that we have is from Romans chapter 13, 1 to 7. Romans chapter 13, 1 to 7. We live in a very difficult world. You know, the world is a very messed up place right now. Every day we hear about Christians being persecuted, massacred, videos are always there on YouTube, on Facebook. We hear a lot of news about ISIS slitting the throat of Christians. The only reason is that they are Christians, nothing else. And we have news of persecution coming from all over the world. States passing laws against the Church of Jesus Christ. And in even India, we have witnessed in the past, all these years, a lot of church attacks have happened, and rapes of nuns have happened, vandalism of sacred places have happened. Sometimes, you know, we tend to think, you know, that we are at the receiving end. Especially after the general election in India, many of us see that we have a government which, who is not very much in favor of Christians. We have reasons to think. I mean, we are justified in thinking like that. This has serious consequences. We have developed very narrow sense of governance. We have become partisan in many times. We tend to take sides. And we tend to think that some people are hostile against us and we are the victims of it. We have narrow or we can say uh, maybe caricatures, caricatured views of justice. Many of us have a sort of a victim mentality that we are, the, we are the victims of violence. And many of us, I'm not talking about those who are sitting here, the Christians and the minorities, have sort of an enemy image. Anyone who walks in the street with some particular way of dressing or some religious marks on their forehead, we tend to look at these people as our enemies. Now all these are, I don't think, these are from God. Because it creates fear. And not only fear, it creates phobia. You know what is phobia and fear are two different things. I'm f I have fear. But when fear sets into your mind and your behavior, and it has very harmful effect in our thinking, on our thinking, and the way we behave, when it becomes set pattern, that is what phobia is. Now, this is not from God. I'm saying fear and phobia are not from God. I would like to turn to this passage and look at this passage. Actually, this is not, this is, the, this is a sequence of sermons that we are preaching and we just finished chapter 12 and we are on chapter 13 now. Let's go through that passage just quickly, verses 1 to 7. And there, I hope, by looking at this passage closely, we'll be able to see the reality around us, not through the eyes of the media, 
not through the eyes or the newsletters that many Christians are sending out, but through the eyes of the word of God from a biblical angle. Would you please join reading this with me in unison? Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the art God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to go avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For the same reason you pay also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, Revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. I want to put this passage in the in the in the context. When Saint Paul wrote, he was writing this to the church in Rome. Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire. And the emperor and all the rulers of Rome and Rome's empire were not Christians at that time. You should remember that. Now, when Paul says, be subject to governing authorities, he's talking about submitting to an authority who doesn't believe in the God that you believe. And he says, these authorities who are not, who doesn't acknowledge Jesus Christ or God, there is no authority except from God. And Paul says that all authority, though they are not Christian authority, they are political authority, and they are instituted by God. Now, next to us, he says, whoever resists the authorities, resists what God has appointed. Now these are a lot of surprises there. And those who resist will incur judgment. From whom? God. And then he goes on to say that the Romans, and that's all, all for all Christians, we should be subject. We should obey. We should respect the authority which is not Christian. Sometimes ungodly too. Now that is why this passage is surprising. He endorses them. He says they are from God. And more surprise in verse 4, if you can just roll down to verse 4, he says these authorities, Roman political authorities, are God's servants, servant of God. For he is the servant 
of God and he is an avenger. That means he is an agent who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Now these are Roman authorities. Politically, when religiously, in every way, they are not on the side of the Christians those days. But he says, now look, all these people are instituted by God. You have to submit because they are servants of God and they are, they carry out God's wrath. Now the question number one is, why? Why such a positive attitude? Now we have every reason to think whether Paul is a conspirator. He is, is he work, he's an agent of the Roman Empire? Making Christians say that, believe that Romans should be taken seriously? Not at all. He is not a conspirator. He is not colluding with the Romans. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, he said, in chapter 3 verse 20, he said, Our citizenship is in heaven, from where we await a savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Paul very well knew where his loyalties lay. His loyalties are not primarily to the Roman Empire, though he is a Roman citizen. He believes and he is not at all a conspirator. But he believed that he primarily is a citizen of heaven. Now, the second issue. Is it because the authorities gave him support throughout his ministry? Not true. Now, why I am saying this is the church has gone through a lot of struggles in its history, the Christian church. For the first four, four centuries, they were the victims. They were persecuted. When the, the, the Roman emperor, one of the Roman emperor became a Christian, from that day onwards, Christianity became Christendom. That is the kingdom of Christ in the sense. They manipulated it. And then the Catholic Church, in their own capacity, tried to used political powers and they became the persecutors. Now until recently in places like former USSR 70 years of communist rule the Orthodox Church, this is what people say, the Russian Orthodox Church stood with the KGB that is the secret police, the secret police and the government authorities in carrying out their plans. This is documented. 70 years. So their institutions, their churches, their monuments survived. But they, they said, okay, we won't convert anyone. We won't baptize anyone. They agreed to all the terms and collided with the authorities in USSR and came out after seven years, 70 years of communist rule unscathed, practically unscathed. But there are a lot of Christians who suffered under that. Now the question is when there is should we side with the political power when the political power is against us or should we not? What is, now we have I just want to be very very specific now we have a government in place in Delhi and various other states 
whom we imagine to be hostile to our cause the cause of christ we imagine please underline my words we image them as hostile now that's exactly what paul went through as well so where do christians stand many of you coming from different countries you will also face the same problem when there is power when there is no persecution when there is all sort of support from the government should we stand with the government when there is persecution when there is lack of support when the government has turned against us should we stand against the government what does the bible say now paul had received a lot of support sometimes in corinth when he was brought before the court of gaius he received support from gaius in thessalonica the other thing happened acts chapter 17 6 to 7 we don't have to read that in thessalonica the other thing happened in corinth he was the roman authorities were against him in ad 49 jews were expelled and lot of christians were also expelled thinking they were jews paul had gone through lot arrest imprisonment trials the whole lot of struggles in his life all received at the hands of the jewish and the roman authority by the time when paul wrote this epistle in ad 56 or ad 57 paul might have spent more than two decades of ministry at least and in that or three decades of ministry almost i mean between two and three decades and he has gone through a lot of struggles with all the struggles with all the pain with all the imprisonments with all that hurts and harm that he received from the roman empire and the roman emperor and the roman authorities he says authorities are instituted by god please go back to verse 1 there is no authority which is not exist have been see there is no authority verse 1 except from god believe that the general election in may 2014 is god's plan i don't want any christians believe that it's a mistake from god's side it is not god did not make a mistake in electing a government which you don't like god has his own plans in it we need to believe but but we need to find out what is god's plan in it that is the problem that is the point and he says there is no authority except from god and those that exist have been instituted by god now we have to free ourselves from political thinking and thinking that is tarnished by some political views sometimes christian views are also highly political because we don't take time to ask these sort of questions paul had suffered a lot still he will affirm the authority and this authority after about 7 years will arrest him put him in prison and finally killed him endorsing such an authority there must be something more than our own reasoning there behind this text this behind this passage behind behind this scripts there must be something more than that i don't think paul, paul is a political dump 
you know a person who not make political judgments i don't think saint paul is a person who has no political sense he has tremendous political judgments he knew the roman law very well and he knew how to protect himself from that using that he done that as well now let's look at this way there are two things in this space one is what are we supposed to do as a child of god we have number of parties in this country which party do you belong to you may belong to congress bjp aap aap we have a lot of options right quite lot of parties national parties regional party and you can make your own party this is not a big issue big question in india i know it's not about political parties there are two orders in this world one is the divine order god has set an order in place and there's another order and that is the order of the devil who try to frustrate god's order i don't have to argue about that now we all know this now the whole world is under the control the dominion of the evil one the wicked one we know that the bible says the whole world now until christ comes whenever he comes the whole world satan has a say look at chapter 12 of revelation verse 9 and the great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent who is called the devil and satan the deceiver of the whole world who created the whole world god who instituted authorities in this whole world god who gave powers to the whole world the rulers of this whole world god but there is a deceiver the deceiver of the whole world is satan so we see two orders competing with each other now 13 was chapter 13 was 4 let's go back to it where does justice in this world come from justice where does it come from from the devil or from god god see for god is a, he is a god servant for your good but if you do wrong be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is a servant of god an avenger who carries out god's wrath on the wrong doer the question is becoming simple you can sleep peacefully at night and your property is safe nobody steals your car right nobody carries your cycle away why why what's the secret the reason huh because it's because a just and righteous god has put an authority in place a prime minister in place a home minister in place a court of justice in place and police officers in place it's all from god without them what would be life like think about that but at the same time though god has put these systems of justice and righteousness in place devil frustrates it greedy people will snatch 
chains still there are wicked people who will pick pocket you there are cruel people who will break into your house that is not from god that is from the deceiver of the world that is from the deceiver of the world this is why the authorities are important this is why authorities are from god these authorities have come from god and this is because god is a just god god is a loving god and what happens the authority has no absolute authority the authority look at that they are the servants of god the servants of god with all this uh, who are they servants of god they are simply servants of god they are here to serve the purposes of god they may not know god the way you know god these authorities in delhi the authorities in mumbai the authorities anywhere may not know him but god knows them and god want you and me to recognize that that they are serving the purposes of god praise god they make mistakes i make mistakes you see i make mistakes i i forget to check the pollution of my car and i drive it for months until i am caught may before i caught there's a guy who always reminds me okay this guy who pollution puc guy he is always after me so i get it done but i make mistake but god has put somebody when i don't pay my taxes god has put somebody there to make sure that i file my tax returns before 30th of june a minority i am persecuted now because there's income tax raid police stop me that is very silly is very silly it's real this happens now recently we had this agra church vandalism the statues were vandalized thrown down we had these pictures on the youtube and uh, everywhere in times of india and all that finally police caught the man who was who was arrested you know what his reason was did you read the news he was in love with a catholic girl who goes to that church and she refused to marry him so he took his anger on the saint i mean uh, holy mother and uh, virgin mary and all that and the issue is raised in parliament this is why i am saying there is a toxic effect yeah we are alarmed but that doesn't apply to a rape of a 71 year old none that's a different case how do you distinguish these things god's discernment we need to have now they are appointed by him and but at the same time there are demonic powers demonic powers paul wrote in ephesians chapter 6:12 we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities not government authorities against the cosmic powers of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places this world has seen another reality also there were governments become very wicked and cruel one of them definitely is the isis 
it has become turned how did it become like that why they are so cruel why they are so wicked why are they driving out christians from their homes because there are demonic powers behind it there are authorities of heaven heaven means spiritual places they are driving them how can you slit the throat of a human being how can you see a person as a christian and a muslim when he is pleading for his life how can you kill a person slit the throat of a person as if you are slitting the throat of a chicken unless your mind is so darkened and poisoned by devil i'm not saying that we should endorse everything every violence i understand when a person his his uh, his lover rejects him go and take the anger upon saint mary the virgin mary i don't i, I understand him i cannot understand the wickedness that is in somebody's mind which makes him rape a 71 year old nun that is from devil but should we then be submit ourselves to the authorities that god has appointed or not yes now why i am saying why i am preaching at very passionately about this is there are some christian churches they can only see two things friend or enemy nothing else they can only think in binary terms if you are my friend if you are not my friend then you are my enemy but there is something in between whether you don't have to think in those categories we don't have to always think if you are not my friend then you are my enemy if you are my friend then you are not enemy many of the friends you think friends will be your real enemies also that also we have to look into now what i'm trying to say is that what the word of god says is this we have the wickedness that is let loose at the same time god has put in place order divine order now when it why i said this is there is one particular denomination they call themselves christians they won't sing the national anthem the reason is we cannot do that because only jehovah is king no other king so they have problem in school assemblies they have they have a lot of they don't respect the constitution they don't respect the indian flag i mean not only indian flag any flag anywhere they go but that is not what the word of god teaches the word of god says these institutions and authorities and governments are instituted by god submit to them now i would like to make this simple sermon wind up very little fast we have to submit reason number 1 reason number 1 is submission is the greatest weapon in our hand let's look at first peter second uh, second chapter verses 13 to 15 christian submission to cruel wicked and sometimes hostile authorities is simply because our subjection and our silence is our the greatest weapon that god has given us be subject for the lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor 
as supreme. Right? Or to the governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Let me stop there for a minute. When your house is broken into, will you go to Vanvari police station or not? Will that decision be based on whether that person sitting there is a Catholic or a Pentecostal or a Hindu or a Muslim? If somebody hit your car, will you go to police station? Will go. Will you go to court? But before going to court, will you ask this question? Whether the judge is Hindu or Muslim? Christian, will you? You don't. We don't. Because we believe in God's order of justice. God's provision for justice and peace. Law and order, isn't it? Yes. That's a simple thing. And ought to govern us and by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God. That by doing good, by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. By doing good, we silence the ignorance of foolish people. Now the greatest testimony is when Christians, those who believe in Jesus Christ, are rich, are there and reach out those who are weak and powerless. I want to extend it a little bit. Not only that, we have a role in running this country. I am an activist. If I am cheated in a purchase, I make my claim. Sometimes we are cheated. We have to fight for our rights. That's the only way we can make this country go right. A, a, a auto, auto driver cheated me once. I said, okay, come. I took the photograph of his badge. I sent it to the, through Facebook. I sent it to police, uh, Pune traffic police, and they caught him. He will never ever do it again. At least on me. I do this. Not because I'm an angry person. Because I want this world. I do my part. I don't pay a single pie to a beggar. I don't pay, but not because I don't have empathy, but I'm willing to pay thousands of rupees if I have for a person who is in need. Because I don't want professional begging in the city. This can be stopped. Why sick people walk around the street and spread the germs to others and give our city a bad image? We should not allow that. I do my part not giving any single paise. But I may put that in a biggie bag and give a large sum to a person to go to school or get a treatment, a genuine person, not this. We have to be proactive. We should know when you see somebody uh, having an accident, stop. Forget all the consequences. Take that person to hospital first. Take the risk. Because this is God's world. God wants justice in this world. See, we have to be responsible citizens. Now, what I was trying to say so far is when we go by the rules and the laws, we make this world a better world. It doesn't matter who is in the throne up there because there is a throne which can be unshaken. That is the throne of God. And we belong to Him. 
Now, that doesn't mean that there will be no conflicts. There will be conflicts. There will be always conflict. Look what Jesus told his disciples in Luke chapter 12 verse 11. And when they bring you before the synagogues. Okay, verse 10. Can you just read Luke 12, 10 please. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and authorities. Do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. The context of this passage is that the world doesn't belong to those who follow Jesus Christ. They will be arrested. They will be dragged before the authorities. And when they bring before this and then they just in that context he is talking about. Do not be anxious about how you defend. Jesus said, I sent you as lambs to the wolves. Lambs before wolves. That is what will happen. There will be conflicts. In the conflicts, Peter wrote. He is writing from the same church. You know, from Rome, he writes. First Peter 4.15 But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or as a meddler. If anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God in that name. Now Christians, followers of Christ can suffer in two ways. One is, suffer as traffic offenders. Tra suffer as tax evaders. Right? That's one way of suffering. Suffer as people who break law. Overtaking cars from the wrong side. Shouting at people. Christians can and get beaten up as well. You know, Christians can suffer for wrong reasons. But in this world, the evil world, ultimately the person responsible for the mess in this world is not the political authorities. It is the demonic forces and Satan behind them. We have a warfare against them. First of all, that warfare is by exercising our social responsibility and through interceding for them. Exercising the spiritual warfare, doing engaging in spiritual warfare. But there are times when the conflict happens. The state and believer, the church will conflict. At that time, where do Christians stand? Christians stand on the side of God. They stand on the side of God. We are conflict is not against authority. But there are times when authority will overstep its limits. You know, in Acts chapter 5, Peter said, we have to obey God. We will not disobey God. We will obey you. We will we'll subject ourselves to your authority. But when this authority conflicts with the divine authority, we will stand with God. God has set limits for every government. For every minister, every authority, God has set a limit. When they overstep that limit, Christians will say no. God has set a limit for the, the ticket examiner in Indian railways that he should not charge you for more than what he can write a receipt for. When somebody threatens you, whether it's a police officer, unnecessarily harasses you, 
don't ever yield because he is overstepping the authority given by god law and order there will be frustrations of that there will be deceptions there there will be misrepresentations there but let's stand on the side of god i want to wrap the whole thing now i'm not saying that persecution against christians has increased i have don't have any statistics to say whether it has gone up or down or remains the same but our perception has changed the way we look at it has changed that is we are so fearful we think that we are the victims we think something may happen tomorrow to us we don't want to give tracks in the street we don't want to speak share a gospel with others all this is definitely from the devil not from god so when you hear wars and rumors of wars remember one thing this is all from god there will be earthquakes there will be landslides but remember god is still in control we don't have answers to all these problems but all that i want to say is that let's look at the world our world in a very positive way free of fear free of phobia free of suspicion of our dear ones men may not belong to our faith but let's believe that this is god's world his oikumene his household this is god's household the whole world is god's household and he has put up a, a government in place he knows who is ruling and he is in charge and if something goes wrong he will take care of it sometimes we will have heavy price to pay but let's be ready for it but still stand with god praise god god bless you amen hope this sermon was a blessing to you if you happen to visit pune make sure you worship with us we would love to see you and share our joy for more details visit www.coreindia.org that is www.coreindia.org or like us on facebook that is facebook/corepune